This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. Hi, my name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Mike Gorday, who is a human solutions consultant. Let me tell you about him. He's originally from Arizona, but he moved to Washington State many years ago. With a master's or an MA degree, he's a human solutions consultant living in the Seattle, Washington area. He combines his continuing education human behavior, over 20-plus year career experience in the helping field, and over 20 years studying martial arts in assisting others navigating the often rocky road of obtaining goals and changing their lives. This one is going to be a treat. Mike Gorday, welcome aboard. Hi, Adam. How are you today? Could be better. Um, it's actually evening. You and I uh, were both night owls. We're both in the Pacific time zone. And uh, you know, I, when I first started the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, I knew we were going to get a lot of people we're going to be connecting with right away. In fact, this is my mission to unite with others and joining together to serving our mutual communities, markets, and audiences. Uh, I opened up some evening hours just so that maybe a few people would creep up there and I could do this a couple nights a week, and mm-hmm. then I could still have more work time during the day. But, oh my goodness, you folks just lined up for those evening sessions, which oh, actually yeah. is not bad because I'm a night owl. Yes, yes. Uh, I do most of my... I do most of my most productive work between the hours of 11 and 2 in the morning. That's so, funny. My That's funny. My range is 10 to 1. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not um, unusual. Yeah. Whenever, like for my private clients or my reach VIPs, they know that when the days come, when some big deliverable or some big step is going to happen, uh, it'll happen that day. But the word day is loosely defined. Don't wait up. Yeah, especially in it'll these be, days. It'll be there. It'll be there, but don't wait up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So first question, um, how does the work you do uh, make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? Uh, well, I, I can't say what the overall overarching thing about the world is, but uh, you know, when I work with somebody, I'm really hoping that they get the, the quality change that they're looking for and understand why they're changing. So then they can go out and make the impact on, on their lives that is much more productive and, and, and better for them. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So overall, what is it that you actually do? And I think you told me in the green room, there are a couple of different facets to it. So if you could bifurcate that, that'd be great. Uh, well, what, what I do is uh, I help people sort of understand psychology and, and, and neuroscience and how uh-huh. that, how that affects the way they think and react and move through the world. And then we, we try to develop strategies on using the same psychology and things to get through. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit more advanced than one shot coaching. And it's not yep. quite, it's not quite as in depth as, as therapy. Uh, so okay. it's, it's, it's kind of like melding a melding of those two disciplines together. Yeah. Uh, and, and then with uh, organizations and stuff, a lot of a lot of the things I do for organizations is I do presentations and trainings on things like unconscious bias, uh, de-escalation, things like that to help them understand. Again, it's all about helping them understand psychology, yeah, and human behavior in order to more efficiently do things. I'm a huge student of the art of subtlety, the subtle mind. And Mm -hmm. it's those little things. And I've had conversations on this podcast and on my business creators radio show and with some of my own coaching clients about these little things that happen throughout the course of our lives. Maybe it's in our childhood. Maybe it's something that happened in college. Maybe it's something they had a job. Those things that, you know, you're supposed to say, yeah, that happens. You just got to, you just got to move on from it. You got to let it go. But those are the ones that tend to just sort of lay below the surface and then one day, usually because of something unrelated, boom, bam, boomerang hits you in the head. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that yeah. that happens. Yeah, we we are affected by by the things that we are either taught to ignore or try to ignore because we're trying to get someplace else, and that can have a that can have an impact on our future behavior. So yes. Yeah. Now, when I did that little affectation, the headphones halfway flying off, that was actually not intended, but I do believe it's an accurate impression of some unrelated development you have, this little repressed thing where your coping mechanism was just to make it disappear from your consciousness, and I did it again. Yeah, that was good. That was a good repeat. Yes, yes. Uh, Want to three-peat? Nah, I don't want to do that because I might knock them on the floor. Three times uh, a charm. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll come back to it. Let's see what happens. Okay. So, in your experience, so in your experience, what are the three most common frequently asked questions you get about what you do from folks who may be considering working with you? How much does it cost? Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Um, that That's a difficult question because I always do different things. So a lot of, a lot of the questions around, is there an easier way to do this? You know, yeah. is, is there an easier way? And that's that again, that's that, that cultural thing. We we live in a culture that's uh, get one and done. Let's 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 make it as easy as possible. And, and when yeah. we're dealing with psychology, it's not quite that it's not quite that easy. We can do simple yeah. things, but uh, those are those. So those th- those are variations of the questions that I normally get. Yeah, I'd like to, this is not something I normally do, but I'd like to make a quick interjection here. This is something that's really on my heart right now. Okay. Uh, and you may have seen this, especially with your work with, uh, you know, subtle biases, communication is, issues in the workplace, that uh, you still have the folks of some of the more advanced generations. See, I still hear them complaining about millennials. You still hear millennials, millennials, millennials. Well, 
I am a contributing author, even though I'm a Gen Xer, just on the borderline, right. to a book called Journeys to Success and Millennial Edition. I encourage people to pick it up. It's a great story about how I celebrate losing a job as my second birthday. Uh, that should give you nice. a hint of where we're going with this already. Okay. So you keep hearing millennials, millennials, millennials. Well, the fact is, I know a lot of millennials. And I know a lot of Gen Yers and Zers and all that. And they are not lazy. They are not really entitled it's just, a, it's just a matter that they're the first generation to come into the workplace and entrepreneurship in force that knows that the gold watch and the shack in Fort Lauderdale just aren't there anymore. We've moved from get a job and stay loyal to the company. And if you move from one company to another, that's suspicious to yeah. an era where somebody looks at your resume and they say, wait, you still, you've been with this company for seven years? What the mm -hmm. hell are you doing just sitting around? It's expected right. that you move around. And- they're not lazy. They're not demanding. What they're really asking for is the opportunity to fully serve from their intersection of their brilliance and passion. Sometimes that looks like to hell with your stupid org chart. Sometimes that looks like forget your stupid roles. Well, that's a disruption. It is a disruption. Each generation has a disruption. The baby boomers were a disruption from something that had come before them and so on and so forth. So it's just natural progression. And right. I believe that when you understand some of the subtleties of the, of the biases, yeah, the older generation or the advanced generations, I like to say, looks at it and says, oh, boy, you know, I tell you, the good old days, you got a job with a company when you were 22, and as long as you didn't do something to screw up, you were a lock. Right. That doesn't exist anymore, and this new generation is just simply adapted to how things are now. Things are much more fluid. That's it. Everything right. else and, stems from that. And here's the fun part. We taught them to be that way. That is the best part because the baby boomers were the first generation that didn't just whip their kids for sassing them. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, we're just experienced. We are all trapped by our social constructs. So yes. uh, when we talk about age and where you are in this, this weird spectrum of baby boomers to millennials, uh, these all represent different generational constructs around their socializing and education. Mm -hmm. And we're trapped by that. We're, we're trapped like that. Just like Freud was trapped by the overarching social structure that he existed in. Not that I'm defending him right now, but yeah, I'm just saying that, that we're all kind of trapped in there and those, and what we see from that millennial or the millennial baby boomer or millennial gen X or whatever, that, that conflict is, is really just, change and the uncomfortableness that we have as human beings with change. Yeah. Yeah. Just one final point. You know, I do a lot of work with uh, clients. Um, in fact, through the podcast reach system is an example of it. How do you connect with people? Uh, you know, cold calling to me, it, it still works. If you understand certain things that the vast majority of people, I, I have statistics on this. If they know, if they, if you call them and it mm -hmm. was not a scheduled or expected call, they see your number on the ID, and the phone is sitting right there, and they know it's Mike Gorday calling, they'll let it go. They will not listen to your voicemail, but check your texts or check your LinkedIn inbox or check your Facebook Messenger. About two minutes later, you're going to get, hey, Mike, saw you called. What's up? Yeah. 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 It, it was an adjustment for one of my clients who uh, runs a mastermind. A few of my clients have masterminds to discover that he has a member of his program who does not have a telephone. Yeah. Yeah. That's we, where we're we, at. 
And this is again, this is all threatening to us. It right? doesn't so, it doesn't need to be. First, I mean, for some of us, is liberating. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it is. But uh, it's it's a difficult thing for for uh, older folks to understand this this technological revolution. Uh-huh. And again, you know, it's a, it's a, it's so it makes it harder for younger folks to understand where, where the older folks are coming from. And when yeah. it, it's just about establishing that common ground and, right. you know, as somebody who is in the older generation, you know, it takes, yeah. it takes me a lot, a lot longer to adapt to some of these, these things. Exactly. So. And uh, but when you do, it can be very powerful. Now, for our listeners, this one's going to run just a couple minutes over because what happened between me and Mike is we hit an intersection of our mutual brilliance and passion that just <laughs> needed to be explored. That's the beauty of podcasting is there's no legislation that says we call it a 15 minute podcast, but it doesn't <laughs> at 15 minutes. Absolutely. So we, may, so we may be at 17, 18 by the time we're done. We still have to go through the game to know Mike questions. So is, with your permission, can we sort of lightning round this? Yeah, go right ahead. All right, so next question is, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? Uh, that there is a lot more to me than they see. Okay. Uh, you want to give us a, a little hint? Uh, well, that's because I study everything that I can get my hands on, and I, I only relate to people on certain things, so... Uh, most people won't know that I actually have a vast interest in paleontology and archaeology, and I've mm-hmm. I've actually you know written books and things like that. So, but when I have relationships, it's usually def- uh, excuse me, it's usually defined by what their interests are. So they don't they don't really know. It yeah, takes time. Um, yeah. I was never any good in either math or science. The thing, the two things never interested me except for the scientific method. Something about the scientific method in and of itself fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. The, the interesting thing is, is I did really awesome in things like uh, geometry and trigonometry, but I used to get stumped all the time in, in algebra, which I don't understand that, but that's, I, uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do any of them, but they're different types of mathematics. So it right. actually does make sense. It depends on how your brain functions and how it connects to what you relate to. It's, uh, exactly. That stuff, didn't, that stuff didn't make any sense to me until I installed my system in my Camaro. Then I understood algebra and trigonometry because I needed to build a competition-level sound system without blowing up the car. There you go. Yes. <laughs> We're in the world. Don't... That don't tell your math teacher that, or do tell your math teacher that. Maybe maybe I should back tell your math teacher that because that was the excuse, right? What is the what are my, what are the real world applications of this stuff? Oh yeah, building systems for your cars. That's awesome. Yeah, they might laugh. So yeah. uh, what do people? What do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? Uh, that I was kind, even if even if um, I can be a little stern about certain things that, that ultimately that I was kind and helpful and, and good to them. Yeah. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done or one thing you've experienced, what would that be and why? Uh, You know, I would probably go back. This is the one I often go to. My go-to is uh, I had an opportunity to go to Dartmouth when I was coming out of high school and I chose not to do that. And I stayed in the town that I lived in and went to the local community college. And that was because I was raised in a military family. So we were moving all over the place. Yeah. And then when I finally settled down, I didn't want to go anywhere. So I missed an opportunity to go to an Ivy league school. 
Well, you know, I have a friend who left MIT because he wanted to be in music. Uh, turned out he it turned out he put one on the top forty. So it's again brilliance and passion, and it yeah. made sense to you at the time. And then somebody told me many years ago, and this was for a job interview that I had over 21, 22 years ago. I don't even remember the guy's name or what the job was all about, but I remember something he said to me. He said, look, I, I get resumes from people all the time and they, and they go on about their scholastic achievements and everything. And I'm all for college. I sent my kids to college. Whatever school you went to is the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't argue too much about that. It, it, yeah. it is a funny, it is a funny transition because I actually spent like eight years in community college. Cause I would take mm-hmm. all kinds of classes and go part time yep. and I know and the deke around. I know the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yep. when I went and got my bachelor's degree, that took two years. And then I, my master's was one year degree, one year. So, you know, <laughs> I started picking up the pace on the back end. That's good. That's right. So, yeah. What famous person alive or dead would you like to meet? And if you had the chance, what question would you ask them? Oh, so many, so many. Uh, I'm going to go with, we'll keep it in the psychology realm. I would like to sit down with Alfred Adler or maybe yep. Carl Jung. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, uh, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, I like Adler a lot in, when I was in college, that was sort of my, my base was Adlerian psychology. Yep. Okay, but Carl Jung has a lot of interesting things that he talks about yeah. too. So, with without getting into it, I can understand your. I'm not defending Freud comment earlier because there were certain <laughs> rivalries and different differences in the schools. It's very fascinating stuff. Psychology is also one of my avocations. Neuroscience, neurolinguistic programming. These are things I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've studied yeah. all of those. Yep. What motivates, and inspires you to keep going when you face a challenge? Uh, if I'm being honest, it's just plain stubbornness. Okay. You know, it's just uh uh just this dirty down and dirty just get it keep going put one step in front of the other and um keep going. Um what inspires me though is is when I see what I'm doing is helpful to other people. So when when I can help somebody come to a realization that's that's the inspiring thing that keeps me keeps me wanting to move forward but when it gets hard when it gets hard it's just it's just keep your head down and keep going there's a there's a great quote uh that that i read it's called uh when you're climbing the mountain you can quit as many times as times as you want as long as your feet keep moving i love that and for people who are wondering like what am i doing looking around reaching over here my cat my office supervisor princess alessandra keeps trying to place her paws on my keyboard and yeah the way it is with the way it is when you have friends like cats and dogs who supervise your office, what tends to happen is they somehow know the one key to press it'll do maximum damage. That's right. And I want to make sure she doesn't do anything because we only have a couple more minutes here. And yes, and then you're going to get your gourmet food. All right. So um, finally, I know that, uh, you know, I'm, and I'm going to tell your listeners how to contact you afterwards, but before we do that, just in general, tell us one action you want our listeners to take as a result of listening to this interview? You know, what I, what I tell people all the time is uh, human behavior is deceptively simple and, and terribly complex. And uh, that trying to understand human behavior is, is something that we should all engage in. Yeah. So what, what the, the best, the best thing to do is to learn why we're doing the things that we're doing. 
Okay, so fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today. And before you go, I just want to make sure our listeners know where to go next. You have a website. It's www.mikegorday.com. Mm -hmm. That's M-I-K-E-G-O-R-D-A-Y.com. If you're listening to this on brilliancepluspassion.com or you're streaming it from one of our social media properties, look in the description. You should be able to see the URL there. You'll find what you need to know about the various types of consulting that Mike does. You'll see his blog, which has some interesting articles on it. You'll see how easy it is to get a hold of him to have a conversation. If something that he said piqued your interest, you'd like to explore it a little bit further with him. He's a very open, outgoing sort of guy in my experience, and I think it would be a great conversation for you. I really urge you to consider it. And he also has a podcast going on. It's been on the air I'm 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 no good at math. I'm just going to say six months. Although I think it's a little bit longer. It's, it's up about and coming. Nine months, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, nine months. It's uh, yeah, it's up and coming. I uh, sampled a couple episodes myself. It's really worth checking out, and it gives you a chance to get a little bit more in depth with some of the brilliance and passion that Mike brings to us. So, Mike Gorday, thank you again. It's been an honor, and believe me, in education. Thanks. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast.